My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Mmm, ooh, guys, you have great questions. Again, who in the hell writes these questions? I know you do, but my God, these are great. Um, wow. Uh, I thought this was going to be an easy question. Usually you get the last question. It's like, just take it home. Um, that is a really good question. So don't come in to talk with like, this is the thing that's going to make me a lot of money. Like come with the why, come with the impact and then Tech, like I said, is a tool so you can find different types of tech to to have you to help you bring your idea and that the impact driven thing to life. Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of Tiny Giants, the creator economy show where the focus is on careers over celebrity. I am your host, T. Adeola, your favorite former 400 pounder getting you fit on all things creator economy. So. I say this without a shred of false humility, but I know some dope people like today's guest is so solid. Like I can't even front like, oh, I was just lucky to come across this interview. No, 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 no. Sis is just that good. And I'm ashamed to say that I didn't even know today's guest had a Pulitzer Prize until we had this conversation and we've been connected for a few years now. But the voice you heard at the top of the episode was of Bianca J. Jackson. Bianca is an award-winning entrepreneur and creative experience officer, CEO, see what she did there? Creative experience officer of Brick Rose Exchange, where she creates multi-sensory events and experiences in the physical world and in the metaverse. Think Sims and Roblox. So far, the events have impacted 5,000 people around the globe in places such as Kenya, Nigeria, and South Africa. So salute to doing it big on the continent. With more than a decade of experience in tech, digital marketing, and social impact, she knows a thing or two about innovation. Her commitment to excellence has landed her on stages such as South by Southwest, Digital Summit Philadelphia, and Tech Inclusion New York. In her Metaverse Business Bites newsletter, she shares how elements of the metaverse are impacting life today and in the future. The newsletter has over 9,000 subscribers on LinkedIn. While working for USA Today several years ago, one of her metaverse projects, The Wall VR, won her a Pulitzer Prize in 2018. You heard right, folks. We have a Pulitzer Prize winner on the show. So when I say sis is getting her feet five foe on, the glow up is real. 
So without further ado, let's hop into our conversation with Tiny Giant, Bianca J. Jackson. Bianca, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we don't get too many Pulitzer Prize winners on the show, so th- th- this is special. Like y'all can't see, but like the black girl magic is in full effect right now. I just gotta say, if I have some sound effects, I'll put the sound effects on. But it's just me, and I'll do that later. But nobody starts where you start, right? So tell us that story. Take us on that journey of how you became Bianca Jackson. Oh, so you starting out cutting up. That's what we're doing? That's how I get it. You know, that that's it. We, we like to have fun over here. All right. No problem. <laughs> so hi there. My name is Bianca Jackson. And where did I get started? Um, my love of tech started when I was 10. So I was like the super kid nerd. Uh, I had a little computer. I started to learn how to code. I was building stuff like writing, make my house. Um It didn't absolutely say that, but that's literally what the program did. So I went to college and I studied information systems, which is this cross between computer science and business. And I started working for Fortune 500 companies like Marriott, USA Today, National Geographic, uh, United Health Group. And I ended up at USA Today managing their emerging tech team. Now, a lot of people would be like, well, what is the emerging tech team? Well, at the time, it was just virtual reality. And so while I was there, we built three different products. Uh, Each one got better every time that we did it. And the last one actually won a Pulitzer. And so I'll tell you a little bit about that project because it was pretty dope. That project focused on building a world where people could see the, the ramifications, the pros and the cons of building a wall between the United States and Mexico. So large social impact, right? Um, We built that product as a way of trying to influence the funding decision of the wall. So it was at the time that Congress was trying to figure out if they were going to fund it initially. And there were a lot of things that I learned in that project. One, I think for anybody who comes from a lineage of people looking for freedom and for hope, being able to identify with migrants walking (laughs) for weeks, if not months at a time, um, to get to a, a better life should resonate with people, right? And so just really taking the story way beyond Spanish-speaking people jumping over a fence, right? Um, to really understanding what it's like to, you know, the promise of having a better life. And so we talked about everything, eminent domain, drugs, endangered species, um, border control, like every rape, unfortunately. And so it was such a unique but timely project, um, one that really just touched on the soul, it touched on the hearts, it touched on the minds of anyone who went into it. And you really start to understand, even if you couldn't imagine it, why people would walk for that long for a chance of having a better life. And so that's where it started. Um, it started from a place of this childhood love of tech um, mixed with storytelling. Uh, I love a great story. Uh, one of my favorite proverbs is, those who tell the stories rule the world. Amen. I they couldn't do. agree more. Yeah, they do. And the other part is art, right? And so like what happens when you mix those three beautiful things together, you get projects like this and potentially projects that can you know, change the future. I think some of the most impactful tech that I've seen is when we've leveraged storytelling with art. And so that's, that's pretty much the genesis 
of it all. And so now at Brick Rose Exchange, which is my space, I'm calling it an agency now because we're so much bigger than actually just an event space where we create experiences, live experiences, leveraging art, the metaverse and web through technologies. And so I'm excited to like push out our projects that we have coming up this year, working with artists and creatives who are super dope in Baltimore, where we're located and uh, really being able to bring some stories to life. So yeah, that's where it all started. I dig it. That's dope. Just a little light flex for you. Not, not Nothing major, nothing major, just a little light flex just to start us off. So that was amazing and some really, really heavy hitting projects. So one of the benefits of being a giant in your space is that you have that 30,000 foot view, right? You don't get lost in the forest for the trees. You can see for miles and you have a perspective that someone new or maybe considering the space doesn't have. So are there any non-obvious giant traps that you would caution people or just sort of watch out for? And I'll go first as an example, right? So I'm a professional digital marketer by trade and I'm almost 20 years in. Can't believe I'm old enough to say that, but I am. Back when I first got started, I just went to Google and typed in how to make money online, right? And I was beset with, um, and, I, and I'll spare you that tale of woe, but long story short, I got bad information, right? I got a lot of bad information and I found myself doing things I didn't necessarily have any business doing. But, you know, when I got started to say I was green, doesn't quite say it. I, I was damn near Namekian. I was so green for all my Dragon Ball Z fans, right? I, I, I No one oriented me and no one sat me down and said, hey, this is good baseball. This is not good baseball. We do this. We don't do that. And so I, I made a lot of mistakes, which is part of my learning process. But again, no one took the time to sit me down and orient me. So given your purview and the space that you've carved out in technology and specific in the metaverse, are there any giant non-obvious traps that you would call out? But first of all, let me just shout out. Thank you for saying I'm a giant. I feel like at my five, four stature, I feel bigger than what I am on some days. I think that the most important thing to look out for is what I've seen in the last year is that people come to me and say, I want to make NFTs, right? They look sexy. They hide. Everybody's talking about it. People are becoming millionaires overnight. And I think that is one of the the things to look out for, it could be a trap if your only motivation is to make money. I got to let that simmer for a little bit, right? And I think that- yeah, let that marinate. That's, yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, because it's like, it's the same thing with all tech. Tech is a tool, period. Come with the idea, come with something that's game changing. And if NFTs is the tool that you need to execute that idea, then so be it. But don't let the allure of making the millions entice you of saying, I need to do this because you could end up losing a lot of money. (laughs) You could end up creating something that's completely useless and valueless. You could be making something that look make you look like a clown out in these streets because people are like, why'd you do that? (laughs) And just because you're using the buzzwords will probably get you across the finish line with some people, but... For those of us who are in the industry, like, oh, that's oh, that's cute. 
That's it. <laughs> so come with come with the idea, even if you don't know how you're going to pull it off with Web3, come with the idea first and then talk to like someone like me or anyone else in the industry and be like, okay, how can I pull this together? And it could be a completely different tool. I had a young man, he was referred to me and we got on the phone. He's local and I won't say who he is. And he kept talking about how he wanted to create NFTs. And so I'm like, well, what are you trying to do? He's explaining the project. And I'm like, well, quite honestly, I said NFTs wouldn't necessarily be the thing you're looking for. Like you should look at um, there's this technology called Portal, right, that creates holograms. And that would have probably been way more uh, uh, applicable to what he was trying to do. And after I said and explained the technology, sent him the the website for it, gave him some use cases of how to use it. It was like it went in one ear and out the other. And then after I stopped talking, he then took a breath. He goes, okay, so how do I get started at NFTs? And I was like, brother, not with me. Because <laughs> you ain't yeah, hear you. a word that I said and that the fact that this is not their appropriate technology that you need for what you describe. Yeah, some people get, it's, I don't know, I guess call it like punch drunk in a sense, right? Like they get so... So wrapped around the idea of like, I want to do NFTs because it's sexy, you know, all the celebrities have them and it's just like, okay, but what does the NFT do other than be a picture? What else is it doing? I mean, is it really going to, is it really a collectible? Are, are you really going to be able to recruit what you pay for? And so we're starting to see with some NFT collections that ain't the case. And so I think Again, kind of wrapping this all back around, it's like, don't come into tech with like, this is the thing that's going to make me a lot of money. Like, come with the why, come with the impact. And then tech, like I said, is a tool. So you can find different types of tech to to have you, to help you bring your idea and that the impact driven thing to life. As you can see, I like doing stuff that's tied to impact, right? So Cause you can, as long as you feel it and people feel the passion of what you're trying to do, they're willing to kind of help you bring that idea to life. But if I get the feeling or I get the signals like, oh, this is a money grab for you, I'm going to hit stage left on you. Like, you know, you know, the, the SpongeBob me, all right, I'm going to head out. Like in my mind, that's what I get when I hear people say things or they're not listening to what I'm trying to give them for free sometimes if it's just a general conversation like in passing. But I try not to give too many people ideas for free though. <laughs> yeah, true story. Hey, because in my case, child support ain't going to pay itself. So <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> can't give away too much for free. And I, and I resonate with that because what I heard you say was don't let the tail start to wag the dog. Right. Yes. And you see that a lot in tech. People clam onto these buzzwords mm-hmm. and it's the ooh shiny, you know, the shiny ball syndrome or whatever it's called. And they get wrapped up in the thing as opposed to the impact that they're trying to have, which is a very mm-hmm. good delineation that you made. So we're going to take a short break pay them bills. And when we get back, we're going to continue our conversation with tiny giant Bianca Jackson. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? 
Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And we're back. So, Bianca, that was a fire first half. Another benefit of being a giant is that you get to throw your weight around. Right. You get to change the landscape and you get to make things how you want it. You get to knock down trees and move mountains. So in the metaverse, describe to me the space that you're carving out in that space and how you're you're throwing your weight around and what you're trying to create. Not trying already have. Right. And yeah, so- yes. My, my apologies. Yes. Correct. <laughs> me. Yes, ma'am. Life flex. Life flex. I like it. Yes, ma'am. So what we've done in Baltimore already is that we have a physical space that, like I said, um, oh, maybe I didn't say it, uh, was an event space, right? We opened as an event space eight months before COVID. And so with the pandemic, like everybody, you can have events. So we try a whole lot of different ideas before we kind of settled on hosting metaverse events, right? So that's part of phase one of the renovate the the new vision of Brick Rose. So we've been hosting metaverse experiences and events for over a year now. We've learned a lot, and in the way we've been implementing different types of like Web3 technologies, so tokens of sorts to like access certain spaces. Additionally, we've been working with the artist community here, um, really upskilling them, right? So as they've wanted to learn about Web3 in the metaverse, um, just kind of through our training classes, we've actually converted some of those into workforce development opportunities, which I'm really excited about. Um, In the city of Baltimore, just in case you don't know, is 60% Black, right? So when our population um, percentage in the United States is around sitting at 13, to be in a city that's predominantly Black, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of dopeness here. There's a lot of creativity. And so we've used our predicament of like really trying to figure out how to make it through the pandemic with this new way of doing business, like our pivot to like, how can we bring the folk alone, right? How can we put the team on? And so that has been really special and um, heart uh, impactful. That's the word I'm looking for. Impactful for me, because let's just say, for instance, we met, we or for example, we had a young lady come through a workforce development program with the city, right? So she's self-taught or artist. She had no idea what she wanted to do. And so we found each other by luck, right? So she signed up for the program. We said we needed young people to come work with us. And so in using her artistic ability, she now works as like a metaverse interior designer for us. So as oh, we're- Oh, I like that. Right, right. And so you're thinking about people who are just naturally creative and like self-taught, didn't go to school, but like just dope by any, by the stretch of the imagination and you show them something and you get their natural curiosity going. And it's just like the goal right now is to scale this program, right? So I'm really working on curriculum with some of my research partners to pull that together. So we're hitting this from a workforce development angle, but then the other side of the coin is hitting it from economic development. So we work with a lot of small businesses that are like, all right, Bianca, we keep reading about this stuff, how we get in, right? And so how do we make our businesses better? How do we have expanded presence? How do we get 
you know, how do we make our websites because we don't do necessarily with websites, but how do we have greater presence outside of our websites? And so that has been really dope and amazing too, because you think uh, how many of our businesses closed during the pandemic? Almost half, right? Like 40% or so. And yeah. so just imagine that if some of those businesses, even if they didn't have a website, that they at least had some type of presence in the metaverse where people could visit them and still shop, like that would have been at least helpful in some way and could have potentially even help some businesses survive. And so that's what we're doing. That's the space we carved out. And that's just phase one. Phase two is turning our physical space into what I'm calling like an experience lab tech hub where people can come here and actually all the things that they're learning through our virtual classes, learn in person with actual equipment. And so super dope. <laughs> I have the renderings. We're going to start like doing the, the conversion this year, but I just feel blessed. I feel blessed because I knew I wanted to do some type of idea like this when I got to Baltimore and when we opened in 2019, but I let fear inside of me convince me that the city wasn't ready for it yet. And so now um, I have the words, I have the imagery, like, so we actually got some renderings done. We have the building, I have the network now. And so I'm being called to be like, this is the year that all of it comes together. And so I'm just like, about to kick down the door, wave the full four, but not really, but you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> bars, <yes>. bars, <laughs> I love it, yes. So yeah, I'm just, you know, it's just like when all of the things come together and you got all the rest, all of the ingredients to make the cake, you, you make the cake. Now it's in the oven baking right now. I'm waiting for the thing to pop out. And so what I've been doing has I've been um, entering into fellowships and so has my team to kind of like learn different things, being able to tap in different networks, get grants, of, of course, to, you know, have the funding to really pull this thing together. But um, when it does, it, it rolls out to the public where people can physically come here and like start imagining. I'm thinking like almost, you know, how like Disney gets you to imagine the imagineering that happens. I want people to have that feeling when they come to our space and they're like, okay, I read this. I think that's dope. I don't want to do exactly that, but I was thinking. I want to do this. And so I love when people have that realization, like that light bulb goes off where they want to create their own thing, but they don't necessarily want to go copy the last thing that they saw. Whew, I, I knew this one was going to be special. So <laughs> Bianca, I want to get a parental perspective from you, yeah. whether or not you have children or not, because I am the firm believer. I am a firm believer that you do not have to have children to be a parent because there's this old proverb. It takes a village, yep. right? So if you have a young person that you pour into, that you guide, guess what? That young lady that you brought on as an intern, yeah. that fits the criteria of being a parent. So sort of the, the two stats that this podcast was founded on. The first one was that um, Adobe did a global survey mm -hmm. worldwide and found that 49% of Gen Z, this again, this is around the world, mm -hmm. want to be content creators as a career. Yeah. And then Lego and Harris Poll did a survey in 2019, right? As you were uh, getting started, that found that three times as many children ages eight to, eight to 12, three times as many children ages eight to 12 want to be YouTubers than astronauts. So the youth have spoken. 
and mm-hmm. content creation it is. So mm-hmm. based on you know what you're making with brick rolls, how would you sort of counsel, guide, lead parents like myself? Because I have three children. I have a 13-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a three-year-old. Yeah. All three of them want to be YouTubers. Right. So given, but at the same time, we don't want our children left behind, especially when it comes to the metaverse. I really, really love what Mm -hmm. you're doing. So what is your parental perspective as it pertains to the metaverse when it comes to our kids? Let them do it. So the, the you know what's really funny is that I I was at a gaming convention, right, or a gaming conference, and this mom got up and berated her son in front of the whole group of like, oh my god, you play these games all the time. It's a waste of time. This that or whatever. And let me remind you, this gaming con um conference had prizes to it, like monetary prizes. So he could have won some money. But that's another point. Um, I think. One, as parents and as older people looking at the younger generation who want to be content creators, YouTubers, and all of that, let them do it, right? Because their jobs or their interests will lead them to how to create a living later in the future. Just because we can't understand it, or not me, because I understand it, but there's a lot of people who don't, right? Don't understand it. Oh, you need to go to school. You need to become a doctor. You need to do this. And it's just like there are some content creators that are blowing doctors and lawyers out the water as far as like what they're able to make, like in the millions, right? <laughs> like doctors and lawyers are kind of capped, um, depending on what what types of hospitals and firms that they're at. But I think the first thing that I'm gonna say is for those parents out there who have children who play Roblox, let them play it. And when they play it, actually sit there with them and have them explain to you what they're doing, how they're playing, what they're buying, what it's called, what kind of currency they use, Robux, right? Like this is showing you the future of commerce. That's just one thing, right? When it comes to content creation, especially when it comes to Robux, There are people who are hosting concerts there. So musical content, there are people who are, you know, um, pulling together different scenes. So they're trying to tell a story in some way. For me, I consider that content. The future is changing. The other thing, the other platform I wanted to mention was Fortnite. Fortnite has been around for a while. Super, super famous, popular game. I mean, gaming tournaments, they're able to make money, but there's a lot of content in there, right? And so looking at the ability to create art, to create clothing, um, writing storylines. The storylines itself is content. So it's just like we need to be open that our way of how we grew up doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and how you make a living doesn't, it, it's changed somewhat. And so we have to leverage these new opportunities and tools and really inspire our young people to go all the way in. Of course, you teach them the fundamental values of producing quality, having integrity, you know, being a good person and a good steward. Um, A lot of times in these virtual environments, there's a lot of bullying, right? And so there's some some things we could do as parents from that end, but I would say when it comes to job exploration and content creation and the future of work, let them lead the way and just kind of like guide them when it comes to values and not necessarily what they're doing. This has been phenomenal. Nothing left to do but roll out the red carpet. Bianca, please tell us about any giant projects you got coming up. Tell us what's going on with Brick Rose, any books, podcasts, you're on. The floor is yours. 
floor is mine. So right now, the biggest project that we are funding is kind of like the space that I was telling you about and rolling out our educational program. Uh, we're looking for all types of partners. So if people want to, you know, be involved in kind, they know of grants and foundations who want to fund this type of work where we're uh, really impacting workforce development and economic development in Baltimore. But the idea is that this model is scalable so that we can take to other cities, primarily distressed cities, primarily cities where there's a lot of like unrepresented or just minorities, right? I think when it comes to tech, uh, there's a lot of opportunity. And normally when it comes to innovation, the people who need it the most are left behind. And so I want to make sure we don't get left behind. Um, uh, Dayton, Ohio. Yes, I love it. So give us your socials. <laughs> socials. Uh, Bianca J. Jackson on Insta- uh, Instagram. I didn't even mean to give y'all Instagram. I meant to give you LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn as well. And um, our website is brickroseexchange.org. So brick like on a wall, rose like a flower, exchange.org. Brickroseexchange.org. Get there, have an impact. Bianca, thank you for your time. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Tiny Giants is an audio companion to and the first chapter of my first book, Beyond Buzzwords social media, mobile, and other marketing buzzwords ain't the half of it. Available on Amazon. If you enjoyed this podcast, chances are good you'll like the book too. I'm proud to say that while the book has aged, it's not dated. Sure, some examples could be freshened up, but strategically, it's as rock solid as the day it was written. Not every author can say that. I encourage you to pick it up and leave me a rating and review. It really helps. I have like one rating on that book from my mom because she loves me and I'm positive that you'll love it too. Head on over to tinygiants.tech for more episodes and whatever else I have going on. While you're there, leave me a voicemail with your question, comment, or feedback for improvement. I may play that voice recording on a future episode as I answer your question or address your concern. If you your company or school needs help with college, career, and creator readiness strategy, or to book me to speak, drop me a line at t at tinygiants.tech. If you or someone you know is doing big things in small or not so small niches, or as we like to call them, tiny giants, and they will make a great guest for the show, email me at t at tinygiants.tech. Thanks for listening. And remember, you get big by going small, but to prioritize career over celebrity. But no matter what you choose, know that I'm rooting for you. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.